Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. It's 4.15-ish here, Monday in Pittsburgh. Um, Steelers are going to Cincinnati tonight, so it's been kind of a crazy day for me. A little bit of a different week for my Steeler Nation radio info. Uh, I am at Williamson NFL, and you guys probably know that by now. Spread the word, follow me on Twitter, go to iTunes, leave us some reviews. But let's review all the action from yesterday. Vikings go to Atlanta. Who eliminate Julio Jones after he's went bonkers the day before or the week before. Xavier Xavier Rhodes playing fantastic. Defense really well coached, really hard on the Falcons. Running rooms hard to come by. Harrison Smith making big plays and great as usual. And on the other side, Keenan played really well. I mean, really well. And thought the protection was good. You know, I mean, uh, I thought that Murray did enough. Thielen did enough. Keenum was kind of the star on that side of the ball. And not the Falcons played bad, but teams are just look this way against the Vikes. I mean, it's really impressive. And as it stands right now, I mean, they're 5-1 and one on the road. They're 10-2. and two. Um, I think they won, what, eight in a row or something. And... Uh, you know, they're really hard to play against. And as it stands right now, they're the number one seed in the NFC. And it's conceivable they could have a bye and then have three home games, including the Super Bowl. How cool would that be? The Falcons are now on the outside looking in, but I still think they're very, very much in it. How much fun is it right now that all these NFC teams are playing one another? All these guys have murderers row against teams that they're going to see in the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's a blast. But I don't think the Falcons need to be concerned. I, I kind of looked at this game and just thought, boy, the Vikes are really good. <laughs> and we'll see that in my power ranks tomorrow, by the way. Patriots took care of business 23-3 over the Bills. Started slow. Brady was taking hits. Frustrated. Him screaming at the coordinator. And they got things corrected. A lot of Gronk who... Took the a cheap shot. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, that was a flat-out cheap shot and will be suspended for a week. He is appealing it. That just came out. Um, rightfully so. Why not? I mean, I don't know. I was on the air here, and everyone, of course, is thinking Steelers here, and said, why would Gronk appeal it? Because wouldn't you want him for the Steelers two weeks from now? Just get this game out of the way. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But maybe he thinks he can get it reduced to a fine. I mean, I would think that's the only way around it. But it was like WWE intense injure type stuff. And it's not like him. I mean, he's a very physical, tough player. Great player. But he is not a dirty player. I think it's just a case of losing his marbles a little bit. You know, we've seen that around the league of late. You know, Peters with the flag throwing it in. And A.J. Green losing his mind. And this was more like a Mike Evans move to me. Um, but on the backs of Lewis and Burkhead, who clearly have become the top two runners here, um, and Brady played real well, of course, but they controlled this game. Um, I thought McCoy looked really good. Taylor got injured. Who knows how long that's going to be? Is it going to be the Peterman show from here on out? Don't know, but I do think the Bills, even at 6-6, six and six, are done, although I've thought that for a while. Um, Niners 15, Bears 14. And the Niners had the ball the entire game. You know, that Jordan Howard couldn't get going. They were never on the field. Garoppolo was outstanding. I mean, uh, yes, there was only 
you know, only field goals here. Five field goals by Robbie Gold against his old team and his old building. Um, but I thought Garoppolo was outstanding. Everything that I've thought he's going to be, franchise quarterback, stud in the making, great feel for the game, instant wow factor to him. I think him and Shanahan are going to make beautiful, beautiful music for the years to come. And I'm excited to talk off season for the Niners team. I think fans out there should be very optimistic. Big picture. Um, Bears, kind of who they thought they were. You know, that their formula is starting to really wear thin. Sitting there now at three and nine. I don't think you know, there'll probably be a coaching change there. Um, you know, it's kind of, I know no one cares about fan, my fantasy team, but I have Jordan Howard. And it's like, should I start? Do I have to keep starting this guy? Because everyone in the world keys on him, and he's really, really good. But how long can you keep up this formula? And is that formula dead for Chicago? Or is he going to go back to being a productive player? It's just such an uphill grind for that offense every week is really my point here. Uh, in overtime, the Packers win 26-20. to um, Jamal Adams, or Jamal Williams had a nice day. Winston returned. Um, Aaron Jones, first carry of the day, wins it for them. <laughs> you know, crazy. But my takeaways here, I, I don't want to bash Hundley. I mean, he was fine. But my takeaways here are the Bucks play very vanilla zone coverages. And they don't rush the passer well. I mean, that formula will never, ever win in this league. I mean, unless you have the most elite cover guys ever in these zone coverages. But if you're going to be vanilla and you're going to play a lot of zone, you have to be phenomenal rushing the passer. And they simply are not. Meanwhile, the Packers, though, 6-6, six and six, have the Browns, who I think are playing a little better. And then AR returns. The NFC is brutal. But if you're 7-6, and six, can you get to 10-6? and six? Uh, Wait, why am I screwing that up? They're 6-6 six and six now. And then they got another. And then, they, yeah, and then Rodgers returned for the last three. Can you get to 10-6, and six, which I think it'll take to get in there? Maybe. Maybe. You know, I would think that the NFC was watching this game going, boy, I hope the Bucks can make the Packers 5-7 and seven instead of 6-6. Six and six. All right. Okay, now, the Titans, are they the worst 8-4 and four team I've ever seen? They struggled with the Texans for much of the day, and I thought Savage played well. He put up pretty big numbers, too, and Hopkins has always got his. I keep saying this, why isn't Derrick Henry the clear lead back for the Titans yet? I mean, I know a lot of his stats were padded on, quote, a garbage time run where he just busted one off. But it shows his ability, too. I mean, Murray, to watch him plod into the line, I know he's a good receiver. He's a better receiver than Henry, and he's more, you know, he's better in protection. Okay, I mean, I get those things. But, man, this makes me crazy that they can't see that Henry isn't the guy here. And rarely do I call coaches out. And I know the Titans are going to the playoffs, and they're 8-4, and four, but they are not a good team. And I'm kind of excited to fiddle with my power ranks tonight because I'm not going to be nice to the Titans. And I know they just won. Uh, and, uh, you look at the surface, and boy, they're a good team. I look at this team and think, like, they should be much better than they are. Again, they're 8-4. and four. I mean, Matt, what are you talking about? But they're not impressive. They don't play well. And they're still finding ways to win. 
And sometimes you look at teams and say, boy, they find a way to win. That's great. They're tough. They're resilient. I, I don't really see that with these guys. I just think that they've kind of stumbled into wins. Maybe that's being harsh, but uh, of the playoff teams in the AFC, I think this is a team I'd want to play the most. The Dolphins are a disaster, or the Broncos are a disaster. The Dolphins are kind of a disaster, but they won 35-9. to Their defense was smothering. Uh, Drake was really good. The Broncos are an utter disaster and embarrassment. I think coaches' changes are coming there. I have to say I didn't watch this game very much, but it is very encouraging that Drake got going to the level he did against what was once a good run defense. Uh, I thought their, their, their corners really shut down the Broncos well. Clearly, they have major issues on the offensive side of the ball in Denver. And they're 3-9, and nine, and they haven't been relevant for a long time. Back to my power ranks, Denver is going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Should the Chiefs be one of the worst teams in the league? They're now 6-6. Six and six. They were the last undefeated team, if you recall. They're bad, man. I mean, the Jets win this game 38-31. And I have some bias because Todd Bowles was our uh, defensive back coach in Cleveland. But I think he's my coach of the year. I mean, it's amazing to me that this team is as competitive as they are. And that McCown's playing as well as they are. And they're generating any kind of offense. 38 points this game. Now, Kansas City's defense is atrocious. I mean, it's really, really bad. And Peters loses his mind. Yeah, Revis looked like he didn't belong at all. The other corners and really the rest of the secondary outside Peters is really poor. It's bad. I mean, at least they got Tyreek Hill going in a big way. And Smith had a big run. But they're still not running the ball well. You know, Smith put up nice numbers. Good, okay. But you should go into New York and win this game handily. And to me... I think the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. I mean, I know the Chargers are the best team in that division. And I think the Raiders are second. You know, when we start, when I start fiddling with power ranks tonight, I'm not going to be kind to the Chiefs at all. I mean, they're the exact kind of team you want to play right now. What about the Jags? Jags are hard to play against because their defense is awesome. But the Colts are really a shell of an NFL franchise right now. There's going to be big changes there. Brissett's regressing a little, holding the ball. Um, remembers getting shell-shocked from these guys before. Bortles played really well, though. Like, to me, that's the thing you take away here is, wow, if Bortles plays like that every week or in the playoffs, which I don't think he will. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan. But that's a winning formula. Fournette still looks like he's injured and gets some volume from you know just being out there all the time and their defense being so good but he hobbled off again real nice day from Marquise Lee and D.D. Westbrook's really stepping up and I'm impressed with him so they have better weapons than we thought they would and Bortles is using them I'd like to see more deep shots even to Westbrook um, but their defense is utterly stifling Jalen Ramsey's a stud pass rush is awesome I mean the defense has it all All right. Ravens dismantle the Lions. And I thought there was a lot taken right away from this one, and I watched it quite a bit. That they jumped all over the Detroit, and I'm down on the Lions. I mean, I still love Stafford, but 
they had numerous major injuries, or not major injuries, but numerous injuries to major players, Ansa, Wagner, Lang. They had a totally revamped secondary that played very poorly. Uh, the Ravens did throw deep successfully, and this is certainly the best Flacco has played in a while, and him and Wallace connected on a couple big plays. That was gigantic and something that absolutely needs to happen. Uh, often on early downs, you know, against kind of, you know, predictable coverages, base personnel. But Jimmy Smith blew out his Achilles. He's one of the best corners in the league. And the Ravens' defense is awesome. And their special teams are awesome. And I say that over and over and over, and I've said it a million times, and my thoughts haven't changed. But when Smith got hurt, this became a game. You know, like, it was 20 nothing at the half. And Smith gets hurt in the third quarter. The Lions had 13 points, the Ravens at zero. You know, that they were starting to pick on Humphrey, who's going to be the replacement now. He's first-round pick, but he's just not ready. Um, you know, Weddle and Suggs were great, and the defense was great. And before you know it, Stafford gets injured, and Weddle returns, you know, has a, a pick six and has a big play, and, you know, things are good, and they run away with it. But you watch the Ravens, and we're like, whoa, when Smith went out, they got picked on, and they were letting up yardage. And to me, that's like, ooh, that... Yes, everyone's talking about the Ravens being the team you don't want to play in the playoffs right now, and I'm on board with that. And a lot of it's because Alex Collins is playing really well. He looks so much better than he did coming out of school or in Seattle. I, you know, I think he's a not a feature back, but I think he's a quality back. And in the offseason, mix in Dixon and who's going to be back. I, I don't think I'd, I would change the running back situation. But I don't trust Flacco. Uh, he's played so poorly for so long that this, uh, to me... The conditions were optimal, and he took advantage of it and won a big game at home. And now they are in the driver's seat for a wild card spot, and they're going to be the talk of the week. But I'm pumping the brakes a little. I mean, I get why that talk would be there, but I also think that Smith injury is huge, and they have to play a very distinct form of style of play to win. Chargers win. Keenan Allen's on fire. Rivers on fire. The combination of the running backs has been very effective. Hunter Henry's been playing really well. Um, Josh Gordon returns. Targeted often. Look good. I mean, a lot of targets, not a ton of production. Looks bigger than I remember. I mean, he looks like a monster out there. Um, Kaiser did some really good things in this game, and I think he's getting better. But then he holds the ball too long, and he misses open guys. I wonder if that's just who he is. And the Browns are 0-12. Chargers are 6-6. and They're the much better team. You know, Bosa with the big sack at the end. Strip sack where Kaiser holds the ball forever. Like, what do you expect, man? I mean, three of the sacks. Khalil Mack was a dominant player in this Raiders 24-17 victory over the Giants. My buddy Ben McAdoo has since been released, as has the GM Reese. And now Eli is going to be the starter again. That's bizarre to me. Um, I have a hard time believing that McAdoo made the made the decision alone to sit him. Well, maybe the combination of him and Reese did, and now they're just going to put Eli back in. I don't know. We'll talk about that later in the week, I guess. Engram played well for them, but they didn't block Mack. I mean, they just left that hapless right tackle just try to, hey, you got Khalil Mack, best of luck. I mean, just dominated the game, took the game over. Carr played well, but this was a lynch fest. Went over 100 yards. Carr played real well, efficient. No Cooper, no Crabtree. 
this is a quality win for the Raiders, who are also at six and six. They're still in the conversation. Um, but the Giants, to me, were more of the story. And you know what? Geno Smith didn't play badly. He can throw the ball. I mean, he can make plays. You know, it's hard when you don't block the defensive player of the year. And, you know, Engram, and you don't have much else. Um, but I didn't think Smith was the reason they lost, that's for sure. Uh, Panthers lost to the Saints. And I thought Carolina was going to win this one. But New Orleans... Ingram, Kamara, Kamara, Ingram, Ingram, Kamara. It's amazing. I'm in the middle of writing a, a, an article right now for the score about that backfield combination and how much pressure they've taken off Breeze, who frankly sort of needs it a little bit at this stage of his career. Um, St. Steve played pretty well. Um, this is a huge win. You know, that I, I thought the Panthers were going to go in there and get it, and they didn't. The Saints are at 9-3. Panthers are at 8-4. Still very much in the race, of course. Um, I need to watch more of this one, to be honest with you, and I'll get you some more takeaways between now and Power Ranks time tomorrow. I'm not worried about the Panthers. It took him a long time to get Funchess involved, but then he did, and he was a factor. Stewart didn't do much, and you know McCaffrey is impressive in spurts for sure. Newton's still up and down. I think if they could get Olsen back on the field, that would be really helpful. I do think the defense is good. I thought they would present more resistance for the Kamara-Ingram train that's just rolling right now. Rams are rolling too, 9-3. 32-16, they win this game. Uh, my man Larry hit yet another milestone, climbing up the ranks of receiving you know, production. Uh, Watkins got away from Peterson a little. Cup played well. Cooper, uh, uh, Goff played very well. Aaron Donald played really well. This game was close for a while, 19-13 at the half. Rams kind of dominated the second half. And and the Cardinals are sort of that type of team. They had no ground. They didn't have much to go on the ground. I know Kerwin Williams got some stats, but didn't have much to rely on there. And they, the Cardinals to me seem like a tough team to play against for a half or three quarters. And then they just don't have enough anymore. Where the Rams are a legitimate contender, a legitimate good team. Goff is progressing well. This was a game I thought they could stumble, and they didn't. And they took care of business, especially in the second half. Gigantic. A fun game to watch ended the Sunday slate. Seattle wins 24-10. I think a lot of people are talking about, ah, Wentz came back to earth, he's not the MVP. I don't know if he'll win it or not. I've been a, I've been voting Brady all along, and a lot of people are like, "Well, now Wilson's in the MVP conversation." Well, I've been throwing his name out there since the beginning too. Um, and Wentz didn't look under overwhelmed, but it, it was a tough environment. And going back to the Rams, remember the Rams went to Minnesota what two weeks ago, and kind of looked like the Eagles did last night. I mean, it's a second-year quarterback with a team that's exceeding many expectations, but they're a legit team that I think the Eagles take this as a learning lesson for the playoffs. Like, this is this is a playoff-caliber t- you know game. This is the level we're going to have to play at. Um, both quarterbacks were under lots of duress in this game. That's one of the reasons I don't give Wentz a hard time, and he made two or three wow throws. Aguilar was huge in this game, but they didn't have a running game to rely on, which has been unusual for them. Um, Brandon Graham... Two guys, actually, I wanted to mention was Brandon Graham and Clark. Clark just abused Big V, the left tackle for the Eagles. 
and Graham are two of the better pass rushers that don't get mentioned amongst the best pass rushers. And on a national stage, they both showed up huge. Wilson brings some of that on himself. You know, there's times that he has a clean pocket and he just runs around like crazy. And I mean, he's such an unorthodox quarterback that he, he takes drops and goes 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage and runs around like crazy and still makes throws. And uh, he would make me a little crazy if I was an offense coordinator slash play caller because rarely does he do anything within structure, but he's still amazing. Um, again, they didn't have much to lean on. I would think maybe we'll see more, you know, be McKissick and Davis. They both have flashed. Uh, Jimmy Graham yet again touches a touchdown. We talk about just posting dudes up in the end zone. He's unreal. Um, but I think this will be a learning lesson for the Eagles, for Wentz, for a young team that has a lot of ability. And Seattle's very much alive. Um, I still have some questions about the Seattle secondary. Um I didn't think that they tested that secondary enough downfield early in this game. I think they were, they should regret that today. And I, you know, and I Seattle doesn't run the ball. I mean, they just that's they don't do that. Um, but the Wentz Wilson show was fun to watch. That's for sure. Uh, I guess that's a wrap. You know, kind of a brief just run through them all, and and we will talk about each team in a little more detail tomorrow. We're going to count them down from thirty-two to one in my power ranks. And if there's any suggestions, you know, sometimes I'll just like pull out something. Last week we did uh, point differential. Recently we talked about special teams. If there's something you want to hear, just drop me a note on Twitter at Williamson NFL, and we will go feature something to correlate in with my power ranks. Uh, good game tonight, though. And believe it or not, I'm picking the Bengals 24-23. Um, AB may or may not play. I think he will. And probably by the time you listen to this, that's already going on or it already happened. But I, I think the Steelers could be in trouble in this one. But we shall see. All right, everyone, spread the word about the Locked On uh, Network, all your favorite teams. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.